you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I already heard what you're going to say to me on the podcast, but like <laughs> the, the, the thing that kind of like had me sit in there and think about it for like a couple of days was like, you know, when sometimes people come into this city, right, they lose a little bit of their humanity. Because they yeah. see the behavior of other people and they think, oh, that's how everybody does it. It's like, oh, in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We accompany you every week on your stupid, stupid lives. <laughs> what the fuck? Because... Thanks for listening. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night. I, Peace. <laughs> I say that because my life is very stupid. Boom, roasted. Yeah, boom, roasted. All of us, our lives are just absolutely stupid. This whole world that we live in is fucking it dumb. It is. It's stupid. What's the point of any of this, man? You know, so... This uh, I I've, I'm very curious to hear. Like, I want to hear everybody else's stories in the comments below. I actually like when people write what happened to them and they relate. I actually yeah. love reading that shit. Um, so this past week, now listen, I am notoriously known for being late. That is like my shit. Mine is to work stuff, right? Okay, maybe a couple of meetings, <laughs> but I'm always like ten to twenty minutes late, right? When I first came to Los Angeles, everybody always showed up late. I was always the first person all the fucking time. And I, it would always just be waiting there for like half an hour. Yeah. So I'm like, why the fuck am I always here on time? That pisses right. me off, man. And so I, it, it was like that always. And it actually started with JK News. Nobody would show up on time. So I would start showing up late, right? And so 
usually in the beginning of JK News for the first 20 minutes, people are eating breakfast. If I'm not going to eat, I'm just going to show up 20 minutes late. Mm. So there's this thing of like, oh, David always shows up late. It's like, yeah, because you guys aren't shooting. Yeah. Like, I'll show up and <laughs> you guys shoot. Yeah. It'd be like 20 minutes later. Anyways, I am very gracious with people being late because I tend to always be late, right? 30 minutes, I don't even fucking care. The thing that I do care about is just texting that you're going to be late. So right. if, let's say, the time has passed five minutes and you're like, hey, traffic, I forgot something. I don't care what the fuck it is. It could even be like, I forgot we were meeting up today. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know. It's a, it's just showing basic respect for somebody else's time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, if you're going to be late, at least you let me know so I don't, I'm not wondering where you're at or what's happening. So yeah. this past week, I, I was kind of ranting to the story and I was joking around. But as I was telling the story on my Instagram stories, I started actually getting fucking angry. <laughs> so uh, I was on my way to go to my friend uh, Eunice. First of all, the the, the event was stupid. It was her, it was a birthday party for her fucking dog. But I was just going to go because I love her and I wanted to go see her. So I'm supposed to go there. I'm already basically at the location. But then my friend hits me up. That's a friend from Sacramento. He's just recently started getting into production. But he was supposed to pick up these lenses. And it happens to be Canon manual ones. And I was like, I have this. Will this work? He goes, yeah, I need this. Like, my ass is on the line. Like, I, compl- I, didn't, I forgot to rent it out. You forgot to rent lenses out to a fucking music video shoot, you dumbass. Either way, moved here three years ago. I'm like, fine. I drive all the way back. I was like, hey, I have to go to this thing for my friends. So can you meet me at this spot? He goes, got it. I'll be there. Whatever. I drive back 20 minutes to go grab it. I'm rushing because I know his ass is on the line. Grab it. I go to the meetup spot. This is so about, I told him to meet me up in about like 30 to 40 minutes. 30, 40 minutes pass. No text, no nothing. I'm just waiting there right? Cool. I'm at the location 15 minutes. Like, Hey, where are you at? I got to bounce. And then 30 minutes pass, still no response. Wow. 40, 50 minutes. At this point, I didn't leave because I'm like, he told me he needs this, yeah. but he's not responding. So maybe his phone died, something happened, but he's still going to come here because I gave him the address. So a lot of these things are, cause I'm giving this person the benefit of the doubt. Maybe his phone died so he can't reach, but he needs it. So I'll just stay here. So like an hour passes and then you get a text. He goes, I'm on my way. Oh, oh my God. God. I, <laughs> I was, like, that shit. I was like texting him and I go, bro, I thought your phone died or something happened to you. You said your ass was on the line and you needed this. I'm already an hour late to my other event. You know what I'm saying? I went out of the way. Make sure that you're here in 15 or 20, right? Doesn't even respond after when that. When you're doing him a favor. Exactly. Oh, God. Doesn't respond. Again. So... Another half hour. It's an hour and a half now. Bro. So that other event's already fucked, right? Yeah. And so hour and a half passes by. Then he texts me again. I'm 15 minutes away. I'm like, I'm like fucking boiling, right? Yeah. Because the only reason why I stayed that long is because he says he needed this because he fucked up his job. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Now I'm thinking like, do I just beat the fucking shit out of him at this point? Because I'm so... I think like the part that I had to assess is like, why was I so angry? It's like, it's because I think he kind of just brushed me off. You know what I mean? Well, no, it's just, that's not just brushing you off, bro. That's like complete disrespect of your time. Which is kind of wild, right? Because he's, he's known me for a very long time. And so like, I'm like, okay. So I see him and he comes up. And I didn't tell this part in the story, but this is like the full scale of it. See, I'm kind of like seething angry because I felt like he was treating me like a little bitch. Like, oh, he'll just stay here and he'll because he's my homie. So he'll just be here whenever I need him. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's what it was. Now, I know him and I know his wife. Right. So he's walking up. 
And he's like, thanks, man. You're a lifesaver. And I'm so fucking heated. I just put my hand on his shoulder and I fucking grip it extra tight. And I'm like, what the fuck is your fucking problem? Yeah. Right. He goes, oh, my bad, man. Like, I'm in a rush. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. These lenses were supposed to be free. It's a six-day shoot. It's $120 a day. So by the time you give me these fucking lenses back, you owe me a shit ton of money. Yeah. This isn't free anymore. He goes, oh, it's a small shoot. I don't know. I was like, I'm not saying, I don't give a fuck if you can afford it. It comes out of your fucking pocket. You had me sit here for two fucking hours. Yeah. All you could have texted was, hey, I'm going to be late, blah, 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 blah. So you tell me what happened. Why did you show up so fucking late? And you could tell when somebody's going to lie. Because they're kind of like searching for a, <laughs> in their stupid fucking beady eyes, Pete, you fuck face. <laughs> I already told him I was going to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. So, and he just, he, some bullshit fucking excuse. I can't remember what it is now. And I just looked at him and I was like, hey, you know how much I hate liars. What the fuck happened? And he goes, okay, I was busy doing other things and I, you know, I just kind of prioritized things wrong. And then I was like, that's cool. That's here's the thing that's not why the fuck didn't you text me yeah no but that's not cool though exactly i'm like why didn't you i could have gone to that fucking stupid event yeah done my shit and fucking came back and you still would have got your shit and he was like oh i saw you were writing these funny stories or whatever and i thought you so it'd be more it would be better for me to apologize to you in person and i was like i just told you not to fucking lie to me i'm gonna fuck you up (laughs) because i'm getting angry now because he thinks i'm fucking stupid yeah. And then he starts talking. I was like, yeah, because he just had a kid. So I was like, oh, I'm stressed. You know, I just had a kid, blah, blah, blah. My head's all over the place. I was like, so now it's your kid's fault. <laughs> so it's not your fault. Yeah. It's your kid's fault and your wife. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. So now this guy owes me money. He's giving, me, he's giving me the equipment next week. And I just couldn't like, I was so fucking mad. I've never been so disrespected in my life. No, I mean, but look, man. You know, uh, part of the blame goes to you because you should have just fucking bounced. Like, you shouldn't even have been like, hey, you fucking asked me for a favor. You're not going to respect my time? Well, then fuck you. You're going to learn to respect my time because now I'm going to be on my time and do my thing. You call me? Where am I at? I mean, a part of me just, I think I wanted to just see him so I could just beat his (laughs) I'm all about that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I will sit and stew in this just to see your stupid fucking face to let you know you're a goddamn motherfucking idiot and you deserve to get smacked on the lips. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's like one of my biggest pet peeves too is just like people disrespecting your time um, and and like basically not thinking twice about it. I I have like a more recent story about this too where I'm a client of somebody, right? And to get to their building, you need to have somebody open the gate for you, right? And so the person I'm talking to is not on site. So I'm like, oh, can you ask the other person if they're going to be there so they can open the gate for me? Oh, that person said they're not sure. Um, Okay, well, I really need to get there to get something, right? Uh, If he is there, can he open the gate? This guy tells the guy I'm talking to to tell me, Oh, if he waits at the gate long enough, somebody will open. Oh my god! Oh. I was like, "What the oh. f- fuck, dude?" I fucking went like zero to one hundred. Yeah. I was fucking fuming. Yeah, I'm like, this motherfucker is telling me to sit there for God knows how long just to see if the gate will open at some point. So it could be five minutes, it could be five hours. Who the fuck knows? And I'm I'm a fucking client of yeah. his. 
I'm like, is this guy out of his fucking mind right now? You know, like that made me want to fight this dude. You know, <laughs> like that really made me want to fight the dude. You know, and this other guy had to kind of be peacemaker of like, oh, you you know how he is. Sometimes you know he can be stupid or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, this motherfucker's crossing the line though. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. essentially telling me that my time is not important to him, and to just fucking wait there. Yeah, and, and he's in the building. He ended up being, dude, I went there and he ended up fucking being there. That's fucking crazy. And he was saying, oh, he's not sure how long he's going to be there for or, or if he's going to be there when I get there. And he's there and he won't he- open the <laughs> That's the fucking, here's the thing too, oh. it's like, I, I, the reason why I dislike this too is like how you treat one person is how you treat everybody, right? Because if I, you know, if you said to that individual, like, hey, let's say I was, I don't know fucking whoever he likes Kanye West or some shit yeah, yeah. you think you would have said that to Kanye West exactly it's like no I've seen <laughs> no but I've seen that with this dude yeah I've seen how his behavior changes to somebody who's like has some clout or whatever yeah right that's what fucking pisses like bro none of that fucking shit Matt like I'm a fucking client of yours yeah I fucking pay you money for a service yeah like this is and not you, some friend shit like yeah this, this yeah then you fucking gonna tell me indirectly just fucking wait there and you maybe you'll get it. What the fuck kind of Bro, I was like, dude, if it wasn't for the other dude, I would have fucking been out of there. Well, you that's know? what I'm saying too. Like, especially with this guy, you know, we're we're gonna have a conversation next week when we when he this it'd be so funny. He's listening to this podcast. He's like, I already heard what you're gonna say to me on the podcast. <laughs> but like the, the the thing that kind of like had me sit in there and think about it for like a couple of days was like, you know, when sometimes people come into this city, right? they lose a little bit of their humanity because they yeah. see the behavior of other people and they think, oh, that's how everybody does it. It's like, oh, other people don't care about my time, so I don't have to care about other people's time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not important in this in, in, in the hierarchy of like film yet, and they treat me like I'm a nobody because he had to start off as a PA. But it's, some people look at that as like, oh, I remember what it was like to be a PA, so I'm going to start treating people better. That's or, my story here in LA, coming here right. and then seeing how many people look down on Just me. get shitted on. Just a number of people yeah. who say, that's my video guy. Like, bitch, I don't work for you. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm working with you. Right. Yeah. Right? But then he's like, out, we'll be out and about there. And then multiple people, that's my video guy. That's my guy. I'm, yeah. And I'm like, and then you're different. He's like, he does my videos. Yeah. You know? So- I see it, saw it in that way too. It's like I'm not like you, motherfucker. That yeah. behavior I detest. I can't even behave that way either. Yeah. I can't do that to other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the difference between somebody like you and and, and other individuals who might instead perpetuate that mm-hmm. you know type of behavior. Be like, oh, that's how I'm treated, and then I get to a certain level. Well, that's how I was treated, so that's how you need to be treated, rather than. Having it stop there, it's like, no, I remember what it was like to get treated like that. So I'm not going to perpetuate that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stop this vicious cycle. And I think for this guy in his case, like he comes into the city and then he does the opposite, which is like, oh, this is how it is. Right. Like I'm this producer. Now, first of all, you're a producer of a small music video. You little dumb bitch. <laughs> you're a fucking nobody. Shut the fuck up. Right. So I think he kind of, you could tell, because I've been around it long enough, and I think if other people haven't, they can't sense this type of stuff. But it's like, oh, you picked up a very bad habit. But you also forget, Pete, is that this fucking town is very small. It's like one bad word gets out about you, it spreads everywhere like a fucking virus. You will never fucking work again. And by the way, it's like, it's very simple for me just to be like, oh, not take those lenses back and say, oh, by the way, your producer forgot this. And if you don't pay me, 
just one little quick call to the director. Your guys' production fucking owes me money. Mm, yeah. Did you t- did he tell you that, uh, I don't know, you forgot the equipment and he was scrambling to get the stuff? Did your producer tell you this? So it's like these type of things can happen, right? Yeah. And I think for somebody like him, he comes into this city from a small town like Sacramento and now he thinks he's some hot shit. Yeah. It's like... You're not hot shit, dude. Everybody's fucking job is expendable like that in this fucking city. And he picked up these very terrible fucking habits. And it's like nobody has ever said anything twice about him, right? But, Especially if he's like the producer on the video set. Yeah. He's he's up there, you know? I have a feeling that he's too familiar with you. A little bit. No, that's no. Like, but even still, yeah. even still, I mean, I think that's, that's like uh, even worse if somebody that you know well mm-hmm. is disrespecting your time like that. that my, my point being like... This fucking band from Seattle, you know, they, you know, I was doing their videos because I'm coming hot out of Shout school. Out <laughs> new Heights, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys, honestly. New, <laughs> not the Travis Kelsey podcast, but yeah. New Heights, this band from Seattle. Like, I'm coming out of school and I'm just like, yo, let me f- film a music video, free, whatever, right? Over time, I'm just there, like, I'm honing my skills in video by shooting their shit yeah but what ended up happening was that familiarity where they just expected me to do all their shit for free yeah see Mm -hmm. you know that's that's and then what the fucked up up part was once i was like yo i'm not doing this for free what do they do find the next guy who would do it for free right and then and so when it comes to actually paying they won't they'll just find another kid to copy my shit (laughs) yeah Yeah, dude, bro, it's like even when we were shooting our um, Secret Society lookbook at our launch, right? We were working on a fucking super tight budget. And I mean, the production value of it looks like we spent thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on it. But, you know, we were just working with a few grand. And we had is a multi-day shoot with tons of people. And we were only able to execute on it because... Um, you know, a lot of it were friends who who were down for, you know, helping us out to achieve what we were trying to go for. Bro, I did everything possible to try to get people paid. Even even if, like, even one of the talents, right, was a friend. And he was like, no, nah, you know, don't worry about it. Even if it meant I could give him $100, $150, like, whatever we could spare out of the budget, I was willing to, like, yeah. do it. And it's like, you know, they could take it as one of two ways of, like, oh, they're working with a tight budget, so I appreciate the gesture. Or like, yo, you that's kind of fuck. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of offensive, right? Like, I wasn't willing to take any money, but damn, like, I might as well not take any money if you're gonna give it to. And so, even it's like kind of that saying, right? Damned if you do, damned if you don't, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But like, the intention for me always in situations is like, if somebody's willing to help me out or like is is lending me their time or whatever. I want to I want to reciprocate that as much as I possibly can and you know you talking about shit like that there's so many people like that who are just disrespectful of other people's time and it's not even like when you're doing somebody favors it's just to be basic shit hey let's meet up for lunch yeah 30 minutes late what the fuck's going on where are you at just you know? text me <laughs> no and, and, and like you said when they bullshit about it all right if you fucked up just own up to it hey my bad I overslept that's yeah. I might not be happy about it, but it's gonna be infinitely better than you fucking making up some bullshit excuse. Like, also, too, it's like, Pete, like I want to make your fucking dad. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna meme you. Am I gonna fucking spank you, you fucking tard? What's wrong with you, you idiot? I think that's the thing too. It's like, what is gonna happen here? 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's like, oh, maybe I was going to beat his ass, but it's like, you know, it's just that, that too just really rubbed me the fucking wrong way. You know what I mean? And it's like, by the way, bro, like you're not going to fucking make it in this industry at all. If this is how you work, like it's just absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah. And I just don't like that. Like, you know, we both came from very small, like Sacramento was, is, is a small town still. So it's just like for how far back we've gone, it's like, oh, so you, it's, it's, it would be amazing to be like, hmm. I wonder if like my position was a lot higher, would he have done the same? And I always think about that, right? I do not think so. I don't think so, right? Like if I was like some kind of amazing director he wanted to work with, right? Would you have done the same? You probably wouldn't have, right? And then look, I may not be a top fucking up there or whatever, whatnot, right? But I do have a huge platform. I could put your first and last name and your production company out there and I could ruin your fucking reputation just like that. Right. Like really, I could if I was vindictive enough, right? Because of how you treated me as an individual, as somebody you fucking know personally, and on top of that too, just as a human being, it's fucking wild. Dude. Yeah. Just, yeah. oh yeah, he'll just wait there for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, dude. That's the thing, that familiarity like extends beyond business. So with this fucking band, um, I let my friend who was in the band who played electric guitar to use my amp for um, like their shows, right? And then... When I asked for it back, he was like, no, has it, right? And I'm like, why the fuck does have it? And then what I found out was that he had a, he was getting paid to be a worship leader at these churches. And he was using my amp to lead worship every week. So he's getting paid to fucking do that shit, right? 
And by that time, I was so fucking pissed that I emailed their manager like, hey, man, that's a Vox AC30, a classic amp. Like, that shit costs like 50 to $80 per session, man. And you've been doing it for a year now. And let's go back through your books and see how many paid gigs you had with my amp, right? And so their manager emails him like, bro, what the fuck is this? Give him back his amp. Bad date that it happened, though. I just broke up with a girl. <laughs> and I was already feeling down. And then he's like, hey, let's meet up. I'm at this bar in, in downtown Seattle. Mm -hmm. Meet me there. I have it in my trunk. It's like, first of all, why the fuck would you? Anyway, I was just heated. I don't know what to say. My mind's in a fog. And I go up to the bar. And he comes out a little tipsy. And he's just cool about it. Hey, man. It's just happy. And then my amp is like fucking scratched up and shit, too. I'm just like. What the fuck? Do you guys want to tour with this too? Yeah. You know? And I was so mad. Like, I couldn't say anything because, you know, he's like short and small. It's like, it's, it would be mean. Very to, short, to very tidy. Something like that to him. Anything. And I was just very close small. My mouth, took my shit, put it in the trunk, and I never talked to him again. Right? Then, fucking years later, I'm hanging out with you. This guy FaceTimes you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He was like drunk calling you. <laughs> oh, I gotta have this one on the podcast. Yeah, I, explain I, yourself. I make fun of him so much; it's unreal. Like every time he posts something, I always make fun of him. <laughs> and that's why I kept. He's very tiny. He's honestly, he's probably he's like dick sucking height. <laughs> if he stood on both of his feet, he Dude. could suck you off perfectly wow. fine. Wow. Is, he's actually a really sweet guy. Very sweet guy. Uh -huh. He's just like, I just can't He just it. doesn't treat the people he works with that well. <laughs> or at least I had a fucking terrible experience. Uh, this fuck, he FaceTimes us. He's like, he's like, dude, don't hate me. <laughs> like, it's not me. I'm a good person. Don't hate me. <laughs> that was the fucked up part was that he feigned responsibility and he goes, it was this. <laughs> it wasn't me. I'm like, it's out of the blue? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're. That that doesn't make it better. Yeah, I already hate both you guys. Now they're like putting it on him. Like yeah. fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, no, I mean, look, man, those are just the type of people who take advantage of of people they feel like they can take advantage of. Yeah. And 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 the sad thing is, sometimes they're not even like consciously doing it. It's just like you're beneath me, and that's kind of it. Yeah, you know. Um, and then those are like you guys are saying the same type of people who see somebody with a little bit of clout. Oh, let me put this oh, motherfucker. I'm on the perfect dick sucking height. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me let me fucking wet yeah. these lips up a little bit. You know, cloud, cloud people are are the funniest man. When I when I went to and I might have told the story before on the podcast where uh, when I was acting, I did that that film on Sundance, and then you know everybody comes knocking at your door. Well, rightfully so, the film does well. But you know, I went to like these mixers, and then people <laughs> some fucking random acts. I don't know who they are. But they don't know who anybody is here, yeah. right? They don't know if you're an actor. They don't know if you're a manager, if you're a looking a scout, uh, scouting for talent, if you're a casting director. And so I'm kind of hanging around with these other, like, casting directors, right? Because uh, I've met them before, right? And, you know, we're very casual. We're just talking, chopping it up or whatever, whatnot. And then I think some of these people assumed that I was a casting director as well. And so they just started, you know, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, anything I said, cracking the fuck up laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Remember I stopped. We're also, you know, we're a little drunk. And then I'm like, hey, I'm not anybody. 
<laughs> I was like, like, oh, I don't know. I was like, just like, no, I'm not a casting director. I'm not anybody. You don't have to laugh at everything that I'm saying. He's like, no, man, you're a really cool dude. I was like, hey, come on. <laughs> come on, guy. Come on. <laughs> you, you gotta do this. Give it up. Come on, guy. You don't have to do like, this guy. I was like, come on. It's a long night, dude. He's yeah. like, you don't got to do all this, man. Yeah. It's like, then I introduced him to some of the other cast directors and came up and afterward, I didn't say this, but he apologized. And yeah. Like, I was like, I get it, man. It's exhausting, man. Like, you want a job and stuff. I was like, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm a nobody, dude. So <laughs> just focus that energy somewhere else. But that's what happens, though, you know? And everybody's selling themselves in this yeah. town. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's why I always say, too, man, like, LA's home. I, I, I love the city, but I don't always necessarily love the people here. You yeah. know, there's a lot of transplants, <laughs> you know, you know, speaking of reputation, I do want to talk about this is because, you know, it, public opinion sways so easily. Yeah. Um, we have our beloved Dave Chappelle in the comedy space. Right. And one of the rules that Dave Chappelle has at his shows now, this didn't actually happen at one of his shows. So I think that's why there were cell phones here. Yeah. But the topic of Cat uh, Williams came up. Right. And I don't know what the onset was that allowed for this conversation to happen on stage because D-Ray Davis was on stage as well. And D-Ray was basically, I want to say arguing, but kind of bringing up points to counteract what Dave was saying yeah. about the whole Cat Williams. There was a disagreement. There was, there was a disagreement, a disagreement yeah. right, about what Cat Williams has done, right? And this kind of turned the internet against Dave Chappelle, which has in, historically just has never happened. I, I think... I, I think mean, with the, the trans jokes. Yeah, I no, I think but the yeah, tide's been within turning his within comedy. Within yeah, his, yeah, yeah. I I definitely think the tide has been turning a little bit in terms of Dave Chappelle. Like before, I mean, look, he's still fucking goat status. Yeah, you know, but well, that'll never change. Yeah, I I think uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if this guy's been like going through something or he just has been a little bit off, and I feel like he's kind of losing touch with with like what's really going on in the world, mm -hmm. right? And, and kind of like a prime example of that is, you know, bringing Elon Musk on stage when this whole like fiasco surrounding Elon Musk was going on. And it's like, you know, relating this to Cat Williams is like Cat Williams was talking about the comedians that kind of came after him. And Dave's whole thing was, hey, why are you going after black comedians? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, why are you making this about race? You know, fucking motherfucker, make it about race. Like you're talking about Elon Musk, the 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 fucking company Tesla that has multiple racial discrimination cases, right? The the guy who's a fucking billionaire who essentially said, you know, uh, diversity programs are racist in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're talking about this guy that you're bringing up on stage and big upping when everybody was like. Kind of, because that was like when Elon Musk was starting to kind of get a lot of flack. Yeah. It was the whole Twitter shit, and I like mean, he fired tens of thousands, right? Or like a bunch of them left, yeah, and and such, and plus fired. But um, obviously, at the show was in San Francisco. Yeah, a bunch of them were former Twitter employees, and they, he was getting booed. Yeah, and he got he was booed, getting booed, and, and they made fun of them for being poor. Right, right. <laughs> that was that was the most egregious part about it. Yeah. it. Was like, bro, really? You talking about not punching down? You talking about fucking, you know, racial justice. This guy's the complete yeah. opposite of that. And you're big up in this guy. And so when he talked about Cat Williams making it about race, I was like, bro, honestly, shut the fuck up about that. Like, you you sound so out of touch right now. And, and like, I never really had that kind of reaction with Dave until, like, this whole Elon shit started happening. And I'm like, and at that point, I was just kind of like, ah, I, I don't know about this, man. I mean, I will say this, though, like one of the things that I 
I guess I generally don't disagree with the public or I disagree with the public is that Kat's whole thing is that, oh, these comics came after me. That's actually not true at all. He came after them first and he's going after their rebuttal. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Or, or you know, in, in case like Cedric, like him stealing his jokes and living off of it, making money off of it, right? Yeah, but that's not him coming after him. The, the, he, he... he was on Club Shay Shay and saying, nah, that's not the story. Like, yeah. the, it doesn't align. The story's not true. And yeah, yeah. that's why Cat went off. Yeah, so Cat yeah. had these people on your show say this and yeah. he rebutted. Exactly. Right, right. So, like, for example, Tiffany Haddish never went after him. Yeah. Kevin Hart never went after him. Yeah. Kevin Hart rebutted after he started calling him an industry. This is before the Club Shay Shay one. And we're talking about the previous attack. Yeah. So a majority of the stuff that Cat Williams is talking about is him either trying to recorrect what people said because he said they're, they're lying. But most of the stuff is him just attacking people. Right. When he came on the it was with him and the comedian read something. I forgot. It was <laughs> that lady Wanda. You fucking wrecked her. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that, you have to watch it because it's one of the funniest things. I probably watch it four times a year now. Dude, that was her thing. bad, though. That was oh, her no, bad. We're not. We're, 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 this, this was one of the worst roasts I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Yeah. I watch it consistently now and it's still funny as the first time I've ever seen it because I've never seen somebody get demolished that bad verbally ever the funniest shit is she keeps trying she yeah. keeps trying <laughs> so if you go back to that interview right there's now multiple <laughs> interviews that came up after it right they mm -hmm. kind of paint the bigger picture of things so the original comedian that was being put up was something red I actually don't know who he is but a, he's a pretty popular Atlanta comic I believe and he was there to promote. Cat was there as well. So Wanda goes into the back room and be like, oh, Cat Williams, he's a legend. He just won like, he just won an award for Atlanta. Let's get him on the, the radio show. So Wanda comes in and she does her thing. He's like, hey, Cat, like I want you to be on the show. He's like, no, I'm not here. This is, this is for Red. This is his time. I don't want to blah, 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 blah. Well, he starts warming up to the idea. He goes, okay, well, if I come on to the radio show, there's a couple of things I don't want you to bring up. The, the arrest, <laughs> yeah. um, certain things like drugs, whatever, whatnot. Right and, away. <laughs> and then that's where he kept it at. Yeah. So if you guys watch this fucking interview, she started coming in trying to make the jokes about what he cooks for kids. And that's where it just goes. <laughs> Boom. It switches. What's your favorite wait, wait, thing to wait, cook? Wait, wait, your boys. Um, yeah. They like for me to I do a really nice broccoli. They like my broccoli and they love my baked chicken. Hey, hey, right now, look up your phone and see what it takes to make broccoli and tell me doesn't oh, say he doesn't say uh, heat up water. Uh, uh, That's the only step in broccoli. Simmer, water. simmer. Have you ever heard of burned broccoli? Uh, Can you burn hater? broccoli? Whatever you can't burn it because it's made in a pot of water. You don't, you don't know nothing about. You know what her second meal they love from her? What I do with corn. Oh, I like to deal it out that can what? and I put it in there. And then I get a can of water and I put it on there. And then I get some Zatarans. They don't expect that. I sprinkle uh, Zatarans I'm a great on my corn. Cook. Uh -huh. Whatever. Yes, ma'am. You good at heating stuff up. Uh, you're good at telling us about what's going on in jail. She gets offended and then she does the thing that she's not supposed to do. And she says, you look, you look pretty in jail or something like that. And you now all bets are off yeah. because you broke the contract now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you, I, to, I explicitly told you I'm not here for me. You brought me on and now you want to do this. Now it's time to go. Yeah. And he fucking flames her so fucking <laughs> hard. There are jokes in there that I wish I would have thought of. And it's, <laughs> and it's just like that. Yeah, yeah. This, big on the radio? Yeah. He's like, girl, you big on the radio. It's like, <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude. <laughs> Fool's making fun of her hair, her jewelry, 
everything, dude. And it was probably one of the worst verbal slaughterings I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you don't you don't want to fucking get into a roast battle with a legit comedian, man, ever. Or just Cat Williams. Like, yeah. Cat Williams is just not the fucking one to do it yeah. to. Just kind of sit back. And I think her thing, too, was she was like, I, I love Cat. I respect him. And I could have gone in on him, but because I respect him so much, I didn't want to. No, that was not the case. Yeah, she didn't she have her husband come after him with a gun? Yeah, so... I guess she kind of told what happened to the husband. Obviously, she was clearly upset. Right. Her husband's a big-ass dude. He shows up to the club with a gun. I think he kind of flashes. doesn't point it at him, but basically, it was like he was going to fucking kill Cat Williams. Yeah. So there's some crazy shit that happened because of that. But basically, anyways, to go back to the Dave Chappelle thing, with like Dave, Dave's idea is that he doesn't like it because of what happens to like the community of black comedians when when you know Cat Williams stirs this shit up. And one of the points that he brought brought up was that okay, if we're talking about like how corrupt things are, right? He only specifically attacks black comedians. What about all these other white execs that you talk about? You don't name them by their name. You only specifically name these comedians that are in our community. But you go the studios, how come you won't say their name? What are their names? Right. Because if you're going to go as far as to attack people in our community, right, who are black comedians, black comics, female comics and everything else like that. Why are you so shy about naming these execs that you specifically know when you have all these receipts, which I actually didn't think about that, too. It's Mm. like, why is he so elusive with their names, but not? No, but the thing is, my my take on it was, why does it have to be about race? If that's the case, if you want to, if you want to shed light on corruption, why do you have to draw the line at, at, at black comedians? Why can't it just be across the board then? Well, that's what he's saying though. No, no, no. So he's like, he, Dave Chappelle feels like, you know, don't attack black comedians. Right. But it, it kind of indirect way of saying, yeah, it's cool. If you talk shit about other comedians. No, no, no. That's not what he said. He said that he specifically said, That there are names that others that like these white execs, yeah. you should name them too. Why is it that he's only saying the names first and last of these people, but he's protecting the identity of these other people is what he's alluding to. I go to niggas' baby christenings, I go to their weddings, I've gone to niggas' funerals, and what part of the game is this? He only eats the niggas. He didn't say anything about any of these white boys. And none of these white boys function like that. Okay? Is one of the best painters in the game. Everybody so why are you drawing TV. all ugly pictures of us? Stop. It's it's similar to Kanye where he was just saying the Jews, the Jews. Yes. It was like, who was the exec? Say the who name. Who was the guy who, who, who screwed you over, right? Say the yeah. name, yeah. Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. I understand that, but then at the same time, he was saying it's not good for comedy, not black comedy. Yeah. His argument, it's not good for comedy, and that's where D. Ray Davis got up without a mic and started yelling. He looked pissed. Yeah. Which was interesting to see. I didn't know it was like that. I don't even know what D. Ray was saying because he wasn't on the mic. He wasn't on the mic, but he was saying shit like it is good for comedy because we're exposing these thieves. Yeah. Right? And then Dave Chappelle was just saying... No, it's not good for comedy because I had shit happen to me and I didn't 
destroy anybody's career to do it. I just said my piece. I mean, Dave Chappelle mm. talked about the fucking guy who stole his joke when he was a kid. What special was that on? Like a couple special he talking yeah. about when he was like 15 or something, right? The dude stole his joke from him. He fucking put him on blast but, by well, name. No, he didn't. He didn't say there was name. no name. Are you sure? He yeah, no name. He didn't say no name. name. Yeah. Oh, it I was thought, just mm-hmm. he was just said it was an older comic, uh-huh. and then he said he just took the joke. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought he had named him in that one. Yeah. Didn't say the name. So okay. th- that's where also I thought that Dave Chappelle was just lost in that again. Yeah. You know, it was just like, tell me, is it then is it bad for black comedy or is it bad for comedy? Period. Yeah. Because a lot of people like Joe Rogan going out calling out joke thieves all over the place all the time too yeah like carlos right? mencia yeah i mean he said he's gonna beat his ass <laughs> i i do disagree with dave Chappelle about that though like if somebody is stealing like look we're on the internet now right you're gonna hear jokes overlap more than you have ever heard in your life right like even recently i did like a random video on my someone's like i heard this from somebody else's stand-up set i was like this is the most generic joke ever <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about it's about a husband talking about his wife nagging him to get stuff for him. Like, right. that's as generic as it fucking gets. Of course you're going to hear this fucking joke, you fucking idiot. But to go as far as to call me a joke. It was like, if that's the joke that I stole, fucking kill me now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm the worst comic. Fucking kill me now. That's how you're going to rise the fame. <laughs> yes. You know, wives are annoying, right? Oh, you stole it. You know, yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Anyways, but like, now you're going to see this part happen so much. So when it's like... I very much disagree. I think that Cat Williams has the right to specifically call out Cedric the Entertainer because I saw the bit that he stole. Hmm. It's literally act for act, soundtrack, word for word, everything. I disagree with Dave on that. That should be called out by a name because it's a constituent that's within his circle that sees him. You know what I mean? So for him not to say that by name, I think that would be kind of weird. I would. If I knew a comedian who made a living off of my jokes, right? Stole the thing bit for bit. Like, it's it's almost, it's not even one of those things where it's, um, oh, it's a similar joke. It's it's a joke about him, like, something about cars and, like, how you write it. And right. a music track plays over it. Yeah. And it's the same one. Yeah. Stole that shit. Steve Harvey, same thing. He did a bit. I forgot which one. Getting gas. The getting gas yeah. thing. That shit is a mirror joke exactly. You can't even get away with it. It's as similar as Carlos Mencia and the Bill Cosby joke. Mm. That's how tight it is. I don't think that it's wrong for Cat Williams to be like, you stole my fucking shit. Yeah. Because they've made millions off of their comedy, off of his stuff. It was their closers. <laughs> it was their closers. Yeah. yeah. So does he have a right to call them out by name? A hundred percent. Because I think it's kind of, cause, because I guess what, what happens then if you just let that happen and you don't call people out specifically? They just get away with it. Mm. Right? Uh, Robin Williams. Um, that was a big thing that, he was known for was stealing jokes and um saying him on, on the tv show he was on but it's because he would say things so rapid fire right uh, it would slip out so he would go back to the comedy clubs and give somebody a check mm-hmm. for the joke he used on oh, the wow. tv show yeah. kind of that shit. was like the biggest thing too where people would like that's why nobody flacked him for it because he had like adhd add like a motherfucker and sometimes, like, he didn't really have much of a set. He would ramble things. And I think, like, when you're doing that on stage, he's saying just all these random jokes he's heard. And then they'll be like, what the fuck? He's like, you're right. I did take your joke. You're 100% right. He would own up to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And they knew that about him. And then he would pay people off. Not because he knew he was going to do it. He, I think he genuinely felt like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know? 
So he would have to pay people out. Hmm. So like, I think like Dave is kind of wrong in that kind of case of like, well, you shouldn't call these people out by their names. I just disagree with like, if you're going to do that, then those other people that you keep mentioning in these studios that you say you have the receipts for, why can't you just say their first and last name too? Yeah. So I think I misunderstood it. I, I, I thought Dave was talking about you know, why are you going after black comedians? And, and like, you know, these people are just trying to work and, and it's like hurting our community. But then, you know, I, I took that as like, well, why are you drawing the line there? Well, the, he yeah. did say that, but in totality, he also mentioned that part too. I mean, he was, his one of his points was that he released his special this very same day that that Club Shay Shay interview came out. And he's like, and I didn't destroy anybody. I just said my jokes, right? And then, and so his argument being what Cat did is just bad for comedy. I just don't understand. Like, you got to call out thieves. Yeah, he's, they stole his jokes. <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, yeah, I don't I know. know. <laughs> oh, no, that, that, there's, I don't, yeah, like, what do you I don't want? think there's any argument of like, yeah, did what did what Cat uh, did was wrong or right. I mean, he, yeah, that's how he makes a living. And if somebody else steals what you do yeah, to make would, a living I would call them and out. they make a living off of it, you have to call them out on it. Yeah. Or just be passive and, and just disappear. But that's not that's not in his nature, right? I mean yeah. he, he loves to <laughs> he loves the confrontation. He loves I guess the roast. So. Yeah, but that was interesting watching that whole thing go down and watch even like D Ray go back and forth with him. Um, because it kind of puts out this picture that all comics are for Dave Chappelle, right? They even call him the person who saved comedy during the pandemic, mm -hmm. which I still do agree. Like, did you guys like his last special? I, I didn't I, watch I, it. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I liked I it a three lot times too. over. I thought it was yeah. really fucking funny. Um, I liked his previous special more, but I thought it was just as good. There was like, he he definitely took a lot more risks on this one in terms of like how he set up his jokes. Yeah, it was it was different. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, this is like a another different version of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> so yeah, I, I haven't seen the special yet. I have just been busy, but it's it's uh, on the list. Like, yeah, on your word on like um, him being disconnected from um, the common person now. Mm -hmm. It sort of rings true to me, like with a lot of people, when you start making yeah, once you get to tens level, of millions of dollars, yeah. like how do you relate to right us, you know, regular folk? So another person in fire for that was Tom Segura. <laughs> Did you see that right, whole shit right, with yeah. the airline first? Yeah, like um, it was a booked flight, and so they said that he had to check his bag, and he didn't want to do that. He carried out all over Twitter. Called the the stewardess a cunt, and like just was just shitting on the the employees, right? Yeah. And so people were replying like, "Dude, they're just employees. Like, it's not a big deal. They checked your bag. Yeah, it's that's policy. It. Yeah, it's just policy. It's full. It's booked. <laughs> and then he says, "It's because you're poor." <laughs> and he started making fun of poor people. Like he went on a triad of poor people jokes. Yeah. right. Yeah. You're poor. You're poor. You're poor. Then he kept going at it. Um, oh. on instagram yeah then on his podcast making fun of poor people and then um and it wasn't like making fun of poor but he was saying his audience is poor you're poor that's why you hate oh that's just stupid right? and then like uh fuck there was another what specific a, thing weird he done. take like what what's 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 his deal like well, why would you even say that? But but here's the you just Karen down. You just went no, off but, on but pork. here's the thing. Oh, though. wash rags. Uh huh. He like he and his wife on your mom's house were talking about. Do you get this like wash rag thing? Like why do you know why do people people keep saying we have to use a wash rag in the shower? Wait, what do they use? Nothing. 
and like the, no he goofa, said no nothing. yeah and then he and his wife his wife was saying is that like a black thing and he Tom Segura goes, no, that's a poor people thing. That's what poor people. <laughs> what the fuck? So mind you, Tom Segura's father was like a, an executive in um, Goldman Sachs. Uh -huh. oh, so shit. he grew up rich. Yeah, you know. So yeah. he actually, it looks like he actually has a disdain for poor people. Well, also too, it's just that like no matter how norm, quote unquote normal an individual might appear when they have that much fame and money, mm -hmm. they are not. Yeah. Because their lives are just too different from the everyday person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have started out regular, but you get to a certain point where things shift so much, it's impossible. It's impossible for you to be an everyday man or woman because you're just not part of that. You, yeah. Everything is different. Like, the way you live your life, The I mean, even, going back to Dave Chappelle, just listen to some of the stories people talk about being with Dave Chappelle. Like what that status and that aura being around him. He just smokes anywhere. He's right. Like, I'm Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Smokes. What it allows him to do and, and how his like how he moves, how he's able to move from one place to the next just because he's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And he's all about it. He's not shying away from it. <laughs> he's he's actually, you know, like uh, uh, basking in it. That's how he avoids a lot of the criticism is because he recognizes his flaws. Yeah. And yeah. he recognizes his hypocrisy and he turns them into jokes. Yeah. yeah. That at least keeps him a real person. Yeah. But then there are little holes where it's like, I don't think you get this part of society. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting because everybody seemingly in the, the, the Joe Rogan network it seems like, I mean, it's like I would say 95% people love them, right? But mm -hmm. the 5% that fucking hate them, they keep making videos about them. Right. Like there's like pod, like there's YouTube channels dedicated, dedicated. to why Tom Segura is not funny, why Burt Kreischer is not funny. It's like, damn, dog, these people hate them. Yeah. And they're making content off of their, every time they upload a podcast, they watch their whole podcast so they could pick it apart and make a video off of them. Yeah. It's like, damn, that's a lot of energy to hate somebody. No, but the thing is, it's like, you know, maybe it could have started out with, with a genuine disdain for that person. But then once they realize, oh shit, this actually- it views. Yeah, yeah. It's views, makes money. Then it just becomes that. That's their brand, right? Yeah. I mean, look, man, there's plenty of fucking talking heads who will just say whatever. It's not It's not aligned with their personal beliefs or their morals. They'll just say it because they know yeah, it's going to get reaction. clicks. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause division. I mean, that's the fucking media, so, right? I think they, they see themselves as the police enforcers of behavior. Of <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is how you should behave as a, as a real person, yeah, as a human being. Yeah, there are being. those types, too. Yeah. It's a just... little weird. The, one, the only thing that I saw from Tom Segura recently, which actually fucking had me dying laughing, was a clip where they showed this girl who's a barista. Mm -hmm. So it's a girl named Caitlin. Oh, I saw that. And she's a barista that's really, really large, overweight. She... She has like her own coffee company where she travels and does like pop up like cappuccino coffee stuff, right? And so this girl blew comments. up, yeah, on TikTok and also Instagram because of her comments, mm -hmm. and they just roast the shit out of her. And she's not doing anything, yeah. like literally, she's, she's just staying positive, yeah, positive, sweet, sweet round girl, yeah. And then she's just mm -hmm. talking, and then she'll just be like, "Good morning, friend. Good morning. How are you?" And then she'll do her outfit of the day, bro. You read these comments. And it is vicious, dude. I'm sure, man. I'm sure that that's yeah. that's the danger of putting anything up on the internet. And she right? just writes back, not angry, and she just says, "You guys have a blessed day, have a nice day." And she yeah. only responds back to positivity. Yeah. But that just makes people make fun of her more. Right. So, like the top comment that they have is like hate from, and then whatever country they're from, they go hate from Spain, 
hate from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was one comment that fucking had me. I didn't write this comment, but she has, she's like round and then she has like the, the Harry Potter glasses. And so they started calling her Harry Pot Roast. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was, I was just like, oh, yo, you guys are so fucking mean, dude. Why would you say that? And, you know, he was talking about it on that podcast clip, and it was just that. It was as bad as he said it was. It's so fucking bad, dude. Yeah. She was wearing this um, uh, purple like purple suit that's like her favorite outfit that they called her grimace yeah they said dude harry pot roast is the one that fucking got some my like the top comments are always just like this is not the positive comment you're looking for keep scrolling yeah <laughs> and you're not gonna the hilarious thing is you're not gonna actually find a positive comment yeah that's the sad part i mean i can't believe she's like still out there dude and guess what though it's growing her following. She oh, has yeah. 100K yeah. followers on Instagram yeah. now. Blew up her TikTok. So, hey, it's yeah. it's working for her. It's the Wild West on the internet, bro. People fucking, you know, you're going to catch you're gonna catch those strays, man. <laughs> you can't control what people say. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like watching that, uh, watching her gain fame from people just roasting her is the wildest thing I've ever seen. Because I, I kept on looking at her videos like, did she do something that kind of pissed people off? Is she annoying? And I looked at her, I was like, there's nothing. She's a sweetheart. She's <laughs> There's literally, there's literally nothing. Yeah. She's just making coffee. Yeah. Just I, the fact that she's overweight is what is is like getting well, she, people. She, she, it yeah. seems like they're trying to break down, break her down. Uh, it's not working. It's not working, yeah. But maybe that's why they love going on to see what yeah. the roast they just yeah. they just yeah. like it because they want to see what the roasts are. I mean, let's just say this: she is unique looking. Mm -hmm. She's not just like an overweight girl. She she looks very unique. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's kind of where people kind of roast her a lot. Well, I mean, it could be something really fucking small that just became a meme, and then everybody hopped. Like for example, the the uh, you know oiling up Dana White, right? Oh, that was a God. small little thing that turned into a big thing, and now every fucking post it's like Dana. Yeah. Bust oil out the oil, up. oil yeah. up. You know, get let's oil Dana up. Um, he plays into it now. Yeah, and he says if this post gets ten thousand comments, he'll announce the UFC three hundred or headliner. or get oil if it you know get oil himself up with the. I don't think or and he will oil. Oh, oh it was and. Yeah. Oh. But then this guy got forty thousand comments. It's like you should have like raised the bar yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was with uh, the Nina drama, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so. You know, it, it could have been one of those where, like, one small little roast thing. We're like, oh, let's hop on this bandwagon. And now that's her thing. That's kind of become her thing. Unfortunately, she's on the receiving end of it. But Is, well, isn't Tom Segura part of that, too? He started trolling uh, Garth Brooks. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Garth Brooks? I don't know. Random. That's why it's, it's so random. Yeah. And so I think it was because in his post, he doesn't look like a real person because <laughs> okay. he's been famous for so yeah. long. Yeah. And he is kind of weird, you know, uh -huh. he, he's kind of kooky. Like yeah. um, in his photos, it definitely looks like he's a mannequin or something. Okay. So they kind of put like a lot of makeup or he's got a lot of work done. I don't know. It okay. could be the way his eyes look. But then so they were saying <laughs> it looks like a serial killer. Right? <laughs> and so his comments would always be like, where did you hide the bodies? Yeah. Or where's my grandma? Yeah. <laughs> right. And then it got to a point where people came to his shows with posters of those comments, like, where'd you hide the bodies? That, that's no, I, but that, that's so what I'm saying. Now, that's the internet, though. Yeah, right? now, because of that, 
Garth Brooks, one of the biggest country stars in the world, shut down his comments because of Tom Segura. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Well, I mean, he's getting a taste of his own medicine then. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think like uh, from what from what I've seen from him and you know Tom Segura's first Netflix special is one of my favorites. Yeah. It's it's so fucking funny, but you could tell that if you tell him not to do something, he'll do it more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you can't make those poor jokes. So he's like, okay. I'll do more. Oh, yeah. And he'll just do it over just to piss people off because I think he enjoys being a troll. Mm. So he'll just keep doing it. So when people make videos about how terrible a person, he actually, I think he likes it. Right. Like, do it more. Like, I'll just keep making these poor jokes. <laughs> I think he's a kind of crazy person like that. He gets off on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Andrew Schultz is getting heat for that kind of stuff because he's so unapologetic. Mm. I mean, and he does edgy jokes. Which that's his thing, right? Yeah, and so when yeah. people come after him, he's just gonna go even right. more towards the Yeah, end. I saw a video too where they're like, Why Andrew Schultz is not even funny and I'm like What? I, like I don't know. I've seen that guy live. I've seen his com his shit he cracks me the fuck yeah, up. He's, he's so funny. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, when you get to a certain level of success, people are just gonna hate you. Yeah, there's no way around it. You're gonna have one side and the other side. Well, you it, know, it's it's the the person behind the jokes, right? So it's kinda like with Tom Segura being, you know, the son of a of a Goldman Sachs like executive to start making poor people jokes is yeah. fucked up, and then the same way with um, Dave Chappelle grew up poor, like and so he feels like an entitlement to make fun of poor people, right? But then now because he has a hundred million dollars, they're like you shouldn't make fun of poor people, mm. yeah, right? So it's like where's where's that line too as well, right? Like with Andrew Schultz, he grew up rich, he grew up in a two story apartment in Manhattan. And he owns up to it, all that stuff. But then, and so people see that and be like, oh, I hate that type. And then he shouldn't be saying those jokes. Like, what? Mm -hmm. yeah, like, anybody can say anything, right. literally. Right. right. So it's literally just the commenters behind the scenes just being haters. Yeah. Like, I just don't like the way you grew up. Well, I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think that kind of ties into the whole comedy conversation and back to the Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle thing is that, like, where is the line drawn then? Right within mm. within comedy, within what you can say, what you can't say, who you call out, who you can't call out, like so, where is that line? And so, I, I mean, I, I don't know. So that's where I'm curious. Then, why doesn't Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams call out who the Illuminati is? Yeah, <laughs> who yeah. are these heads? Yeah, I mean, you know, so yeah, that's just as valid as an argument towards Dave Chappelle's side. Is that like, well, if you're saying why doesn't he call out people? Why don't you call out people? You right. know. Like the you're in the industry, you've been through, you know, being blackballed and, you know, uh, getting kind of put under the gun with pressure of like, hey, you know, here's X amount of money. This is what you need to do. Why don't you call out by name? Because he called out the company, but not necessarily right. the individuals involved. I right. think for him, it's because it happened 20 years ago. The executives are completely different people. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't so even it, make a fucking difference. Yeah, right? so it's not on the, it's just what happened to him at that network. Yeah. Everybody knows he was at that yeah. network anyway. Yeah, so like, so you guys are basically saying that Dave Chappelle agrees with Kat's sentiment in terms of like, you should be calling out everybody. But his problem was that you only called out black comedians yeah. though. But at the same time, yeah. If a white comedian yeah. stole Cat Williams' joke, yeah. would it even work on stage? I know, dude. <laughs> I think everyone would be like, what the fuck? Maybe Gary Owen, that's about it. And, <laughs> and, and, and if it was a white comedian that stole his joke, I don't think Cat would have any problem, you yeah. know, roasting that comedian either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it, it just happened to be that the people that he called out were black, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing he did say about white comedians was 
there are six unfunny comedians that Joe Rogan keeps putting on. Yeah. And also, he called, he put out Gary Owen's name in a yeah. way of saying, this guy is white and hilarious, yet why isn't he... Right. Like, why is he always hitting a ceiling? Right. Why is it just the black audience? Yeah. And it's the same thing he was saying. It's because he never sucked a dick. You know? So it's... It, yeah, I think Cat Williams was too, saying like, it's not a black or white thing. It's just Hollywood. Yeah, and then Cat's also, too, it's just like, you know... I think he was a little irresponsible with like, you know, he's calling um, Kevin Hart. He's like, you're an industry plant. It's yeah. like, you said you had receipts. Where's the receipts? Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't just say shit like that. Yeah. You know I mean? like, like, look, that kind of goes back to our conversation when we talked about this topic was like, what's true, what's, what's not, half, what's half. a bit, you know, and yeah. it, all of that, right? And so it, it's hard. It's hard to say because some of the things hard, that he says are factual, right? And some of them are outrageous. Yeah. yeah. It's outrageous. And so even within that, that's the context, right? Like, okay, you can't take everything at face value. Then what do you categorize as yeah. truth and, and not truth? It's hard. Yeah. Right? It's it's impossible. Yeah. Um, Except for the things you can fact check for sure. Yeah, like yeah. all the clips, all the stuff like that. I think that's the part that people cling on to that gives him the amount of credibility yeah. where they just kind of look over everything. Yeah, else. that's like the, the because the, what that he said was true. Everything, everything else has to be true. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. no, no. no. He did not read like... 3,000 books yeah. a fucking year <laughs> yeah. as a fucking five year old. Right, right. The fuck out of here with that shit, dude. Right. If he did, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, so, so, what's your guys' take ultimately on what, what Dave Chappelle, his response? I just don't. I don't think that Cat Williams. I don't know if it's a right or wrong thing. I think that's Cat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I don't think it's going to do anything to any of their fucking careers. Like Steve Harvey's still going to make money. Cedric right. is still going to make money. And at the end of the day, they did steal his shit. So and it elevated them. Yeah. To and the it, next level. Exactly. So does Cat Williams have a right to say that? A thousand percent, he does. Whether Dave Chappelle agrees that oh, it's it. You know, it's bad for comedy. Fine. But why does Cat have to be the martyr then? Why does he have to be the one to take it on the chin and have everybody jack his shit and be successful off of his own stuff? Yeah. Like, why Why is Cat put into that position? I don't yeah. think that's fair at all. I don't think it's fair for Dave to say that Cat shouldn't do that, but it did happen to him. Right. It's like telling a victim just to not say anything because what what's good. No, no, you are the victim. So you speak right. out about your shit. Right. You know? I think he had an attempt of positivity, but it's like... Not in this case, bro. Like, mm. he's saying, I didn't call nobody out and I'm a success. Cool. That's a lot good of bad for you. things. Yeah. Good for you. Like, exactly. But then, how can you expect someone like Cat Williams to do it like you? Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's like, you know, it's good for you, Dave. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's fine. That was your methodology. But at the same time, if Dave called out people by his name, that'll also be fine too. Mm -hmm. so it's just you know choose your path i think yeah. it would have been fine either way and i think cat williams calling people out for stealing his stuff i think that's okay too i think the other thing was uh, you could hear he says if cat wants to come after me like like he was he was kind of a veiled threat like you like you don't want this smoke kind of thing yeah well but but he also did too say that like you know uh i like he he wonders why cat doesn't share his story because it's like heartbreaking, right? I, I don't know what what he was alluding to with that, um, but yeah, he was just saying he he was confused why he doesn't share his story because it's like so heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I I don't really know what that means. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Let us know what you think in the comments. Do you think Dave Chappelle was out of line? You think Cat Williams was right? Do you think Cat Williams lies? And also, 
I will see you Monday, Pete. And we're going to have a long, <laughs> long conversation. Better have my money. We'll have Better my have fucking my money. money. And if you fucking don't, I'm going to break your fucking kneecap. <laughs> uh, Genius Brain, every Sunday is at 12 p.m. Secret Society for all your high-quality fashion basics. That's S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y dot com. You can catch Ed at Ed Park VP. And then you can catch the other Ed at Ed to and also secret society at s at s c r t s o c i e t y and then bible study at momo see y'all next time jesus brain sundays at 12 p.m peace peace angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.